Hello, everybody. This is Warren. This is Alex. And this is shit. My shit dad. My, my dad, dad says. says. Yeah, he's my dad. He says some shit. And today we're having. Uh, it's going to be another wild card week about talking about different things. We're gonna, but we first have to start with uh, something very near and dear to both of us. Uh, my friend Mike and brother-in-law Mike Scrivens is um, going through some really bad heart problems, and he's um, in the hospital right now with open heart surgery, and he's clinging to life as we speak. He's uh, been dealing, he's had a, he had a ter- torn aorta, and they fixed that, and now they've got him back together, and now they're just waiting to see that things turn out for the best. We're all praying that he does. We've got everybody out there. I've got black churches all over Rochester praying. <laughs> we've got people all over the country and the world praying. And we want to put that out in the, on this too to send the prayers, good thoughts, good meditation, positive energy, whatever you want to call it. Put it his direction and the family's direction because they're, they're in for some hard times. And I know from from experience how kind of rough open heart surgery is. And I know it's a different kind of surgery from me to Open his. heart is still open But open heart, heart is they still, they split you down the thing and they open, open you up like a gullet and you don't like that. And I still have flashbacks to that in my head that just freaked me out anyhow. But we're going to be positive because it is positive. Things are going the way things they're supposed to be. He's things are recovering. We're just you know we're just it's a waiting game. It's always going to be a waiting game with this stuff because mm-hmm. it was like my cardiologist Dr. Felkoff used to say. He goes, "We don't know half of what we should know about the heart. We don't have to know about we know about what the body can do. So these are something that things take time. Things are going to happen. Things are going to do what they need to do." But overall, things will get better. Um, as someone who's been on the sidelines or yeah. uh, affected for both of the situations, yours and uh, Uncle Mike's, uh, it's uh, it, it's complicated. Uh, I think for me, just because I've I, I've seen you go through it, and I know you and I are a lot closer than my, Uncle Mike and I, but we're still like. It's still family, dude. It's yeah, still, it's, it's 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 someone that you've known all your life going through something that you never thought they would go through. It's something that I know there's nothing that I can do other than sit, wait, and pray. Positive, positive, positive energy. energy. Positive energy. So uh, we, we appreciate any kind words, any kind prayers that you guys could uh, send to uh, Mike Scrivens. He is uh, he's a, a strong person. He's had a 20-pound tumor in his uh, lungs uh, almost 10 years ago now, and uh, he's he'll push through. We know he will, but it's going to take a little little pushing back, uh, if if possible. So, uh, shout out to Aunt Jenny Aunt and Jenny Nathan, Nathan uh, all of the the doctors over in uh, Strong. Strong hospital in rochester uh we know you're in the right hands and uh whatever happens happens where they're going to be there for you yeah it's out there for everyone in the family too mom and dad and um everyone else you okay yeah it's just very hard no i get it i mean if you think about it okay this goes into our theme of what we're talking about anyhow but Without your Uncle Mike, 
you don't exist. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Because the whole point of the, me even becoming part of the family, be, being married to your mother, it's because Mike and I, were, we went to high school together. We grew up, we went, went to air transportation with Mr. Soul and our whole little inner circle group of guys there that we, like we're all, we're all great good friends. We've been friends all our lives since. Like with Dave Griffith and Carlton Kithgard and Chris McCumber and guys that are, you guys know who you are. Especially Remo, who sometimes is persona non grata around us, but he's he's a good he's a good person with a good heart, and I think Mike would like to hear from him eventually too because of this. I'm sure he would, and if he can send anything that he can send, that would be good too. But you know, we grew up together. We went high school together. We flew airplanes together. We did weather forecasts for. Freaking freshmen every year, every week, and fucked with little kids all the time. <laughs> Giving them shit and, like, scaring them in an airplane and, you know, working with Mr. Soul, who was himself one of the most wonderful people in the world. And just the people and the, the adventures and stuff that we did as a group of kids, a group of guys. I mean, it was just, like, real fun. I remember our kind of our senior, our own senior little trip. We all went to Niagara Falls. Me, Carl, and Dave, and Mike all went to Niagara Falls. We drove up on our own. We took Carl's car up, and we went and hung out. We went on the Made of the Mist. We did all the I mean, stuff you can't even do now without having to have, like, passports. Some permit. Permit and all this other horse shit to do. But, no, this was back in 85. This was a long time ago. This was almost 40 years ago. We were we went and a bunch of kids went up to Canada and went to Niagara Falls, and we hung out, and we had a real great time, and it was, it was a great time. And, you know, I'm sure when after... We all went our separate ways after high school. Like a bunch of us went in the military. Military, for me, not as much, but for military, Mike was in the Air Force, and Dave was in the Marines, and Carl went into the Air Force, too, and, and Chris did his own thing with all his stuff. And So we all kind of, we go our separate ways, but we're all still in contact and stuff like that. Still connected, too. Oh, it's always going to be connected. And just, like, the whole thing with, like, now I've, We've not have talked about this much probably on on this on the podcast at all, but I was married beforehand. I was before I was married to your mother. I was it was it was a, a bad time. It was a it was a stupid reason to be married to someone. It was a stupid thing to get to do and not be fully know that what you were what you were in for. And that was one of my mistakes. But I learned from it. And I was married beforehand, and then when that went came over came to an end, I reconnected with Mike and his wife and the family and stuff like that and I started just hanging out with it was like hey you can come over you know be part of the family and that's one thing about the the Scrivens family is they take in strays (laughs) (laughs) whether it be cats dogs yeah or or people people. (laughs) and I I, we got Wolfie (laughs) I know at one point I was part of that I was one of those strays and I became part of the family when mom and I became part together and we got married and had you guys you and your sister so if it wasn't for my relationship with your uncle mike we you guys would never be existing and i i don't think i've ever told him this but i i love him and i thank him for for my life because i'm so happy with the wife and the life i have now that i can't imagine having anything better or different because it would be different it wouldn't be the same it wouldn't be as perfect as it is at this right fucking moment now I love my kids, I love my wife, and I love everything about what's going on in my life. I know there's some things that, medically, that I could get my shit together with, but 
It's going to happen. I'm going to just keep my doing what I have to do. Go to the doctor, get your shit taken care of, and stop your bullshit. Basically, that's what I'm going to do. But it's just, this episode is dedicated to him. It's dedicated to your Aunt Jenny and your cousin Nathan and the whole family. Seeing this is kind of a family podcast anyhow. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure my friend Chris who's going to be listening to this is going to be going, holy shit, dude, I, well, I'm friends with this this babbling idiot. No. <laughs> but no, it's it's just, and it's kind of funny because me and Chris were talking about some medical stuff about, you know, things we have to change as we get older and how as we get older things happen that we got to yeah. take care of. And this is unfortunately one of those things that you have to take care of because if you don't, the op the alternative is not very uh, pleasant or not very wanted. Agreed. And I'm not going to end. I'm not going to. I'm going to end this dedication with on a happy note that he's doing fine. He's getting better. He's coming around. His his mind's working right. He's going to be. He's going to be okay. I know this. And balls rolling uphill right now. I'm, it's. Uh, it's going to be a, a long ride, but in the end, I, I believe things are going to turn out. Yeah, I do too. Just fine. And I want to like to special shout out to Kenny Johnson for his help in setting up people for prayer circles and stuff like that. He's my spiritual, spiritual advisor, advisor who I love as a brother very much. And I know he hates hearing that, <laughs> but dude, I love you, man. I love you very much. And I love Dave Griffith and I love all my friends. And I especially love you, Mike. I want you to know that. I mean, I think Mike is one of the main reasons for my um, my my music, my love of music. It's one of the reasons because you are heavily in that. But uh, live music, I never really understood until uh, him and I used to uh, the cousins used to go down to the basement when they lived. Uh, oh God, Bakerdale, right? Yeah. yeah, back in the day. And uh, what happened was I, I played. No, I think I sang. Oh God, that's so cringy. A kid me singing was so bad. I think Nathan played the, the drums, and I forget what Michael did. I don't even think Michael was there. But I remember coming home and we recorded We Will Rock You and I forgot the <laughs> words to it. And Mike helped produce it. He played bass a little bit to uh, to really help the background. And I, I he plays so much during Jazz Fest. Uh, he has very good music. Bluegrass. He's the no, reason why I like bluegrass. bluegrass. It's more blues, really, dude. I, I, well, Kanto is like... Kanto. He's the reason why I like that kind of music. And uh, Well, it does have something to do with the fact that you were bombarded with it as a kid, too, <laughs> from your father. But but no, seeing him playing out like that is its, it's thing. I mean, we went to a, went at the, a German restaurant in the Fairport. We went there this, this summer. I got to see him. It was like the first time I'd seen him in a long time, being able to get out yeah. with my scooter and stuff and see him. And it was, it was really a good time. I mean, a really good time. He was, you know, had family there. His, your uncle, their uncle Ed came out and stuff like that. And he was hanging on CDs and stuff. It was really cool. I, I I know a lot of... For those who know both myself and my father, uh, he can be very stoic. Uh, very in himself and puts up a, a barrier for all to see. Uh, but when it comes to this kind of stuff being so close, uh, it, I think it's good to... 
have everyone else hear your emotions and uh, how passionate you are about Mike. I'm not... I'm not as emotional, and I don't know whether that be because I know things are going to be okay, so I shouldn't shed the tears I need to uh, beforehand uh, if anything bad does happen. This family has been, I've said this for the past few days ever since it happened, this family has been through tumors, cancer, multiple times. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and that entire side of the family is stubborn as hell, and there's no way that he's not coming out of this uh, two times better, three times better than he was before. It's going to take some time, and I know that, so I'm not too worried. Uh, but, Mike, uh, if you do listen to this at some point, uh, just know that you are a huge influence on me, uh, music-wise, and... Uh, I know you'll get better. Uh, we love you. And uh, I don't know, honestly, what else to say. Well, and then when it comes down to it, sometimes when it comes to emotions, it's like, you know, you you know how things are, you know, they're already going to. Until, it, like, it, like when it's over, when it's done, and things are back to normal, then it kind of sometimes kind of hits you, too. It hits you a different, different way. I've known that for me for certain times. It's like, I mean, recently, because of all this stuff, hearing about what he was going through, it's like, I've been like getting kind of flashes of memories of shit that I don't think I remember when I was getting my heart surgery. That's PTSD. And I'm like, but some of it wasn't, it's not bad stuff either. It's just like, I remember like waking up in that big bed with all this shit all over me and I'm yeah. like, and this thing down my throat and I couldn't, I couldn't breathe like I normally breathe, but I could breathe. So it was like, kind of, you feel that thing of it. And like some of the stuff I for, I've either forgotten that I remembered or forgotten altogether because it never yeah. really was something that I was really at the time cognizant like in of. and out yeah yeah because you're in and out of stuff you know with and, with anesthesia and stuff there's some weird shit happening with <laughs> anesthesia I mean I've had one where I I went and got a um, I think for my for my stomach they went and checked the, they put the tube down my stomach and look at stuff I came out of it thought I was Polly Trades from Dune for Christ's sake <laughs> your mother laughed and she, I said you should have taped it because I would have loved to hear myself God, I'm that. so scared if I ever need to get my wisdom teeth out <laughs> yeah but even that is not that bad it's really. not that bad I mean, because you can get that as a local but if they got if they're gonna give you a little laughing gas you might oh be saying because you ever know if you ever see those videos on um, America's you... Homeless video oh my God yeah where these little kids have been taking the, they talk oh my God dude and they're like freaking out <laughs> and their parents are just video recording, video recording them and laughing their asses off at them so oh my it's, god it's just part of the thing but it's like you get to know that stuff I mean as, as you get older things that come along you have you have to understand and I think that's one thing for you guys that with all the stuff that has happened with everybody you guys are a little bit more resilient you know things that have happened you know we've been through them you know they suck and you know they're going to be tough at the time, but then when they're done, you know they're done, and then you guys are better, stronger for it too. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us. I mean, if that's with anybody that has any kind of thing happen to them, where they get through it, learn from it, and get better about it, then that's how that's how it's how life should work. It should work that way, where people are going to do them things. Yeah. And that, you know, maybe that's the way God created us. Maybe that's the way. It's just supposed to be, or maybe that's just a fluke of human beings, too. You don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I 
You ain't going to get me to deny it because I'll take it. And when it comes to prayers, I'm a firm believer in prayers. I might not be a firm believer in any specific religion or anything like that. But prayers, meditation, positive thoughts, positive energy, it all is the same thing. Yeah. I mean, all putting I have, it out there. I have people that I know that are Hindu that are sending prayers. I have people that are pagan that have been sending their blessings our way. Uh, there are a lot of cultures and religions out there uh, or spiritual uh, guidance. Yeah. And I I know a lot of people because of that, and they, they're sending positive vibes. And way. see, that's one of the things I'm, I'm saying I'm proud of, but I'm very happy that you as a, as a you as a person and not just you and your sister too you guys are all pretty much you you're, you're accepting of people's other thoughts about things like that yeah and how it's it's something that it, I don't know maybe you learned from it from me from your mom too but I think from just our family in general we're like we accept things as they are we're not going to take it as we're not going to say well we're not going to make aspersions against them just because they believe something else because everyone believes what they believe and and for that to be who they are, that makes them the person they are, and you don't want to, you don't want to take that away from them because that's their person. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like people like my friend Kenny. He's he's humongously he's a very big religious person. He's very I love Christian. Kenny. I love for him. He's to one of the my he's wedding. one of the sweetest people in the world too, and he would give his left arm for you if he had to. Yeah. If you if you wanted him to, he would. But then you have other people that are that are, maybe are not so much into the religion so much and. But they're good people. I mean, just because you don't have that thing there as a basis doesn't make you a different, a, a better person or a worse person. It makes you a different person. As someone who's lost my faith uh, a long time ago, I think before we even moved to Spencerport, I, I was kind of on and off with my faith and questioning stuff. I may have that, but that doesn't mean that I don't accept what other people think. Yeah. And, and I think that's what makes, that makes you a good person about that. The fact that you're accepting of other people and their differences, that's out right there should be the, the definition of kindness to other people or care about other people. You give a crap that they believe what they believe and you're happy. You let them, believe. You don't say, mm-hmm. well, that's wrong. No, that's just wrong. No, it's... Like, no, no. People, people that tell you the shit are wrong, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Exactly. It's like, I always find these people that are these people that sometimes people that are like ultra believe in something so much and there's like, no, there's no way. They don't know the true, either the true origins of their religion or beliefs or anything like that. Or they don't even know what they're really saying. They're just saying it because that's what they were told they had to say mm-hmm. to be a better person. And it's not really, that's not the case. Hate is taught, it's, not... Hate, it, yeah, hate is a, is, a, is a learned emotion. It's yeah. a learned thing. And if you teach it, then you, people are gonna you're gonna you're gonna experience it. Yeah. Now you experience it from other ways, but just because you, but if you're not learned taught that, I mean you guys weren't taught that. No, not at all. There's been we've never been. I mean I don't know how you could with a mother like your mother, <laughs> who is she loves everybody and cares about everybody and shit. Hard on me, Mister Fucking Bleeding Heart Fucking Liberal. Well, I know I haven't <laughs> been this way my entire life. It's a for me. It's a it's a, a learned, um, I don't know. It's a learned, a learned way of life. It's a learned way of life, but it was the way I was brought up by your grandma. Your grandma was a liberal. All her, that's all she was. was oh like yeah, bleeding her, your grandmother. I mean, and there's some things <laughs> of it. But like I take some things of it that I did, but there were times there when I was I was. I wasn't sure where I was going with stuff, 
And I'm still not 100% sure where I'm going on my, on my I thoughts. I mean, no so one's really going to know if you, fully. Yeah, if you could say, well, I know exactly how, my, how I'm going to be the rest of my life, then you're lying. Yeah, you're you have no idea either a time traveler about. or you're a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar because you don't know. No one can know the experiences you're experiencing in life or how it's going to change you or how it's going to base what you do in life. Yep. You can't know that. They can't know that. You don't know that. Exactly. So it's like these people that, I mean, I, I'm going to bring bring Trump people up. These people that are so, oh, he's such a great human being. This guy is the scum of the earth. He doesn't give a fuck about no one but himself. Money. And not even that. He doesn't give a fuck about money. He cares about himself. It's like he's the biggest narcissist to walk the face of the earth. He's a man child. And he sits there and says shit about Jews and stuff like that. And his own grandkids are Jewish. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Your kid, your grandkids are Jewish and you're sitting there telling them they're the evilest people on the earth. What the fuck kind of person does that, you know? <laughs> so I'm just saying there's some people that they are pure evil. And, and if some people that believe in that whole rapture and all this other stuff, I believe Donald Trump is the Antichrist. If you ask me, he hey. is the Antichrist. And anybody that believes in what he believes, you need to reevaluate your life. Because if you believe that he believes everything is what he it grew, is. I, I, but it's also not to defend... The, the no, Cheeto. but he was brought up. He but that's how up. he was brought up. Yeah, he was brought up by a father who was a fucking Nazi. So, so if monkey see, monkey do. Like and hate breeds hate, and I think that's something that I think as I'm glad that that's not going to be that's not going to be a continuing thing for my for my legacy of me is not going to be hate. Hell no, and I I I think the more we grow up and the more like uh, eventually. Liv and I are going to have kids, and we're going to teach them the way that you taught us. And you guys teach us love and kindness, and more people are going to do that. Hate is eventually going to die out, okay? Eventually. I have this... It's not going to be like a utopia, but no, there's always going to be I hate this, out there. I have but, this thought that someday, you know, Star Logs, I'm a big Star Trek fan. And in Star Trek, there's like it's kind of the Earth is kind of sort of a utopia back in the you know, couple of centuries. But to get where they had to get, they had to go through a lot of stuff, a couple of wars, extra world wars, a couple of other stuff. But even the fact that they have that, that knows there's still some of the stuff out there. I believe that someday that hate will die out eventually. There's going to be it's a, it's going to get smaller and smaller. There's little cycles where it comes up, and this is a big cycle where hate is a big thing now. But it'll die out again. It always does. Because these people, the people that are haters, are cowards. Yeah. Because eventually, the people that are that love people and they care about people, they are stronger people. They are they are the superior people because they do like, this. They live that. Whereas like, the people that hate, hate is a bad emotion. They they rot you from the inside out. Just like in Bugs Life, I mean, with Flick. And all the ants. And this is a weird fucking reference. But okay, like, weird. my fr my first thought was, hey, it's Flick with sh teaching love and kindness and strength in numbers versus Hopper, the hatred and the disgust. Love wins. I mean, love is always going to win. We well, see, you get, you get your... You get your stuff from different places. It's all archetypes. <laughs> you got your good versus evil. And, good versus and evil. Really David Goliath. Good, good always is going to win eventually. Oh yeah. It always wins out, and I'm. That's one of the things that the philosophies in my life that I always live. Good is always going to live out. It's going to break out. Donald Trump will never be president again. I don't have. I have every. Hope. He's incarcerated though, isn't he? Not yet. 
I thought he was. And if he does, he will never be president again. I have, I have faith in American people. I have faith in truth and yep. justice and, and the American way, the way of American democracy, that we are not going to let a person like that who is going to come in and use the, use the awesome might of the power of the presidency to take revenge on people that he didn't like or didn't like him because they didn't believe what he believed in. That's not going to happen. America will not stand for that. People will not stand for that. If he becomes president, he will not. He will not live to become president, or he will not live long enough to live out his presidency. Yep. Because he will either God will take him, or, or the America devil will take will him, take or him. someone's going to take him. Out. <laughs> we haven't had an assassination in a few uh, decades. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll see. Jimmy Carter got shot at. Ronald shot Reagan at. got shot at too. Shot at. Now the only president, the last president, JFK. was JFK. But you know that's that was a very turbulent time in this country too. So yeah. that was a very high in high in hate, high in. You know see, what? After that, a lot of change happened afterwards. So. But you know what is the most American thing ever? American football. We're doing pickums, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done with the with the philosophizing what, here. What a what a transition. All right, how about that? Okay, you, we're gonna transition. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, I kicked fucking ass and pickum last week. Yes, he did. He kicked ass, and I fucking sucked. You sucked a big one, dude. I, all of my picks were my the teams that I chose were. Uh, the ones that lost were like by three points, two points, one point. It pissed me off. <laughs> there were so many opportunities for me to uh, get so many points. Well, let's see. In the pick em this week, I got 14 right, and Alex got seven, so I got double what you got. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and let's see what, 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 what I love how everyone picked. Oh yeah, they, they, I can see how they missed you up. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, at least everyone this week is on, on track to win because everyone won this week. So Philly, um, Minnesota. I really thought Minnesota had that game. I guess not. Well, uh, look, look at Atlanta, Atlanta, Green Bay, a singular point, twenty-five what, to twenty-four. What the hell? That was such a weird game too. Uh, Cincinnati, Baltimore, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Oh, yeah. uh, let's see what else Tennessee. was. Tennessee, Tennessee, uh, twenty-seven to twenty-four. <laughs> Uh, which what other ones were super close? Well, where's that? Uh, New York Giants versus Arizona. Washington, Ari- what about the Washington Denver game? Washington Denver by two if, points. If Washington gets that two point, or Denver gets that two point conversion, it's a tie game. It goes in overtime. Who knows what happens? In exactly. <laughs> so I I was so close for so many of my picks. And the uh, Giants came back from the Arizona one. They came back. God, they, they didn't. They didn't score for six straight quarters, and they came back in the second quarter and kicked ass. And yeah, I I don't but know where that. But I don't know if that just shows that Giants are a good team, or it shows Arizona is really a sucky team. So, which leads us into this week. Giants is, have already lost against the 49ers. That was yeah. a decent game. That was uh, a good game, but I think that was to be expected because the Niners are playing Niners extremely are so well. good now. And Brock Purdy, man, I'm telling you, Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant is becoming relevant again. So let's see. Uh, so for this week's picks, uh, the first game that we're com- we're going to be going over is the Titans versus the Browns. Uh, I don't want to pick the Titans, so I pick the Browns. I think aren't the Browns. Oh, are you doing your picks right now? No. Oh no, those no, this, are these, these are mine. Picks. Never mind. I my picks. I can look at mine too. I'm gonna look at. Them yeah, look way. at yours real quick. Uh, I'm picking the Browns to win. I, I think uh, the Browns. Uh, anyone but 
the Titans. Uh, honestly, that's the only reason why I'm, I'm picking uh, the Browns right now. Well, but it's also going to be a, a close one, I think. I'm going, I think with the Titans, I think the Titans are a team that, they're going to get better. I think once they give the team to Malik Jackson, mm-hmm. it'll be a better team. Yeah. Once he's able to get, control the team and run it, and they're going to work. Because right now, Tannehill is, I mean, I'm sorry, this guy used to be a wide receiver before he was a quarterback in college. Right. And I'm like, I never had really much faith in him. Not when he was in Miami, certainly not really since he's been in, in Tennessee. And you can only hand the ball off to the to what's-his-name so much before he, he's going to get worn down and you're not going to have a team. Yeah. So that, I, I'm thinking Cleveland's going to do it. And they were playing pretty good this week. That With the... Was it what game was that? Uh, last week's game, they played pretty good, so I was like anticipating them maybe doing good this week again too. So, uh, see, so yeah, I'm picking Browns. Browns. Yeah. Browns for you as well. Yep, Browns for me. Uh, next one is going to be Atlanta versus Detroit in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Falcons are going to upset. I, I think it's because it's Detroit's home home opener. They're going to win. I. That's a very. It's fair. I do think Falcons are going to be uh, coming in. Uh, it's going to be. A, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be because Atlanta's got those players that they can play any fucking mm-hmm. position, and they, they they're all over. They're the not place. phased by home or away. No, and they've got a kicker that is incredible too. So I give them that much. So I'm I'm giving Falcons putting Falcons to win this. No, I'm going Lions. That's fair. Next one up, we have New Orleans versus Green Bay. Green Bay actually has been looking pretty good. What are you gonna do, Green Bay or New Orleans? I'm going New Orleans, baby, for the for the upset. Let's go Saints. Yeah, because you don't want to have to deal with the wife. Huh? No, I don't. I'm but Green Bay, <laughs> I, I pick Green Bay because I think New Orleans is is good, but I think they have they're gonna need a little more time to gel more with David Carr being in there and and still Mike Thomas is still not stepping up as much as he he should be. He's been and I think when Elvin Kamara comes back. Oh yeah, which should be I know, not this weeks. week, but next week I think. Yeah, week four I think, or week yeah week four he should. Be week up four he's back, and then I'm putting him. Uh, he's on my fantasy team. He's on my other fantasy team. So <laughs> I'm excited to see uh, him him back. But right now I think Green Bay with Jordan Love is like surprising the fuck out of me. Yeah, and some of the players that that were like backups with when Ryan with Rodgers they never really played that much they were they, now they're playing more and they're really see, shining yeah because you can tell in practice they worked together in practice for a long time when they were doing the second team stuff mm-hmm. they're showing now in the in the big stuff so I think in the big game I think that's good uh, so you're going Packers I'm going Saints I'm going Packers oh, alright Denver at Miami. I'm actually going Miami for this one. I'm going Miami too. Dan Denver's not look has not been looking. Tell you, Russell Wilson is not he's not good. Dude. No, he's he's a former Shelvis former self as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and Miami is fucking Miami. Tua is <laughs> playing incredible. Yeah, he doesn't get great. hurt this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be that last game of the Bills season, week four, 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. It's coming down to Bills Dolphins. It's gonna be in Buffalo. Buffalo's winning it, though. I think Buffalo's going to win that game. Hell but yeah. It's going to be... Every single time. Uh, yeah. No, it's... No, that's... It's oh, Miami. it's TBD. It's Ooh. Miami. It's okay. Miami, but, yeah, it's going to be to be determined, but I got a feeling that hey. that game's going to be... They're going to be putting that on either a night game or it's going to be a nationally televised game. I hope so. We should get Bill's number, like, seven nationally televised games this year. So. Hell Yeah. So yeah, we're both picking uh, Dolphins yeah, for that. Miami. I'm going with Tua. I think Tua will be good. All right. 
Who you Chargers got for versus Minnesota? Chargers, Minnesota. Who you got? I picked Chargers. I'm going Minnesota, baby. I, I, I want to go Minnesota, and I think I might do that in my uh, money pick on. I might go with Minnesota, which is always a mistake. I don't know why I do this, where I pick different in both you leagues. Pick different in both leagues. Just because I think I'm, I'm trying to hedge my bets or something. But hey, this is the free one. You can. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you this can is the kind free of... one. Yeah. But I, I think Minnesota, they're both good teams. I, this game, I would love to watch. If it's, yes. it's going to be on, but it's oh, on yeah. sometime the Bills. I might have to throw a whip over to the Red Zone Red for zone? a little bit check it out. But uh, Yeah, I'm definitely going Vikings for this one. I, I think they've been looking real good, especially last week. Even though yeah. they lost. They were looking good. They, they looked very good. So I think this is uh, Chargers are the perfect team to, to face. I and think Jefferson needs to – he's – Still trying to find his, his footing right now, I think. But I think Minnesota would be good. Kirk Cousins, he's he's the he's like the reliable guy. He can do what he has he to do. He can do whatever he needs to do. And it's yeah. it's looking really good. Yep. Uh so, so there's that one. I got you got Chargers. I'm yeah, going to Minnesota. Chargers, yeah. New England at New York Jets. Fuck the Jets, Patriots. I'm yeah, I hate to admit it, but I'm picking the Patriots because I think Mac Jones and uh, that team is they're they're better than the Jets. I know they are. Yeah, the Jets are just that that Luke Wilson kid. He's, he sucks. I mean, he's just he's a douchebag, and I don't like him, and I don't like the way he looks. Mm -hmm. And I think he's just a big he's just a big waste of he's a waste of a draft pick anyhow. So who knows? They might they might do they might do something, but I I got a feeling New England's a better coach team. Coach Sal of the Jets is a good coach, but. You can't coach if you got shit to coach. You're exactly. Coach I mean, shit. you could be the best coach ever, but if you got shit ass players, you're not gonna right. pull anything out your ass. Now the big game of the week, for at least in my eyes, is the Buffalo versus Washington game. There's Washington. no question, right? Buffalo. Well, there is kind of a question because Washington's defense is good. Washington's defense has been solid. And let's face it, their Washington Redskins are undefeated. They've won both games. They play. Oh yeah, that's right. We're and one and Sam one. Sam right Howell, now. their quarterback, he's undefeated this year. So uh, it, it, it's still week three. Like, I mean, there are there are the nothing too is there are a couple players on Washington that were supposed to come to Bills and they never did. Terry McLaurin was at one point was going to come. Oh here. okay. And one and uh, running back was supposed to be here last year and he, he declined. He decided to stay with Washington. So they're a good team. They're a good first place. You got a great coach. Yep. He's a great coach, but then you also got now the new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, who is what made he made the, the Chiefs into what they are now. Yeah, and they're trying to do the same thing in Washington. And I think it's it's a it's going to be a good game. I think the Bills will win because I think it's going to be a close game. game. I think it, uh, Buffalo. It's not going to be a blowout. It it's not going to be like forty-two-seven. It won't be like the last week's game. It'll be. It's going to come down to the last couple. Yeah, it's going to come. Games, yes, definitely. So I'm still picking Buffalo for it because Buffalo yep. diehard. Uh, that is fair. Uh, Houston Texans versus Jacksonville. Uh, I have Jacksonville winning this. They've been looking fairly decent. Texans are still not looking Texans good. Texans are they're lost. They seem like they're lost. They don't know really what they're doing yet. I think it's going to be a while before they get back to where they need to be. Yeah, that's that's an easy pick for me personally. Uh, Indianapolis at Baltimore. I did pick the Ravens to win this one. Baltimore. I think it's Baltimore's home opener. I think too. I yeah, know. so that's. Yeah, I think gonna... Baltimore is just they're a better team. I mean, Indianapolis is they. We don't know what happened to the rookie quarterback. If he's gone for a little bit or a whole season or part of it, I got to look into that. Yeah. But 
if, if the rookie quarterback isn't earned healthy, I would say I would say this would be an up, up, up this would be a pick'em game. But oh yeah, because it's not. And you're dealing with uh, you know backups and Lamar Jackson. Forget it. Lamar Jackson wins every time. I think. But yeah, it's definitely going to be not not close, but. Uh, it's going to be an exciting game. Oh yeah, Indianapolis's defense will keep them in it. Very much so. It's just as in the last four, by the fourth quarter, you're going to know who won the game. <laughs> uh, so I'm picking. Yeah, we're both picked Baltimore for Baltimore that. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Uh, Carolina Panthers at Seattle. Who do you got? I'm picking Seattle because Carolina does not look good. <laughs> I think Carolina's winning it. I picked Carolina to win this. Okay, I'm going to ask you one question. Do you know what stadium they're playing in? They're playing in Seattle, the loudest yeah. stadium in the NFL. This stadium was built to make noise. And that team now is making noise. Even though Geno Smith is he's still iffy as far as I'm concerned. But when you got Lockett playing as good as he has and a T- DK comes back like he's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, look out, man. I'm telling you, that's their team that might sneak in in the last couple couple weeks to get into a playoff spot that people might be afraid of. So Seahawks? I'm going Seahawks. I'm, yeah, going Panthers. I, don't, I think there's going to be an upset here. Uh, even in in Seattle, there might be a... This, this is my big upset for the... Well, Carolina the, the Seattle? Yeah. yeah. Car- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to pick at least one upset. Uh Pick a couple of this one, but this is the one that I definitely wanted to pick for sure. So I'm going Panthers. It would be a game I would like to see. It's one of uh, three games on at four o'clock. So yeah, I might be able to catch some of it on. Get a little bit on the red zone. On the red zone, but let's see who else is playing the other two. There's Dallas and Arizona, and Kansas City, and Chicago. Chicago might be on the game, so I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to Which see. Which brings us to Chicago Bears at, at Chiefs. Yeah, this is their second game since. Since the, the beginning of the season, so at home, so yeah, they looked uh, pretty good last week too. I mean, they looked good last week. They kind of they they shook off that first loss, and I think it's uh, they're going to start picking up some some speed. So I did pick Chiefs to win this one. Well, most of the AFC teams that played in the first week that lost kind of they lost. They actually the week next week they did pretty good. Yeah, I mean the Bills. Chiefs, Cincinnati, not Bengals, so much. not so much. <laughs> but Cincinnati's, I think, has got bigger problems than they, than they're because with Joe Burrow being what he is, and I don't think the defense is as good as it has been. So I think it's kind of limiting his. Well, we'll get to that right soon. But I'm going Kansas City over Chicago. I think Chicago's got a few more years before it's going to be a, a, a better team. They're still in the good division. They're still in a good place, but I think Green Bay might be easing them out again. Mm-hmm. I think Green Bay's looking really good. I did pick Chiefs for that. Uh, Dallas, Arizona. Yeah, I think Dallas. I did pick Dallas mainly because Dallas is my defense. Uh, 98% of America picks Dallas to win, too. So, yeah. <laughs> so that, that that's what I chose personal, yeah, personally. Yeah, me too, because I, I think Arizona's just, last week they were... It was disappointing. It was a little, little messed up. I think, yeah. But it was great if you were a Giants fan. Which oh, for I sure. Agree, Good but. for them. But that's Arizona for you too. I mean, they're they don't have a quarterback that you know of yet. He's like some young kid, and it's like they got players in like third and fourth string. It seems like half of them. So it's eh, who knows. Uh, Pittsburgh at Las Vegas. And this one's a pick'em game. This is a 50-50 game at this point. I am personally picking Pittsburgh. Uh, I actually chose Pittsburgh before 
uh, everything with Mike. Right. Because Mike's a Pittsburgh fan, right? Yep, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, dedicating this game to Mike. I'm choosing Steelers to, to win over the Raiders. No, I picked it beforehand before all this stuff happened too, but I believe in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh, they have a coach. They're looking talking, solid right they now. They have a coach who knows what they're doing. I mean, I think if, if their tight end, Frymeyer, comes back and he's a little bit better. Kenny Pickett needs to come up with a little bit better decision-making process, but this is only his second year playing too. Yeah. So... He's got some leeway with me for, for some of his decision-making. But I think they'll come back because I think uh, Thompson's make sure. He makes sure they're, they're ready to play that game. Oh, yes. So, Steelers for both of us? Yeah, I'm going Steelers, too. All right. Uh, next game, Monday night, prime time. One of the first. The There's two of them this week. Two again. this week again. Uh, I chose the Eagles because it's Eagles, Eagles at Tampa. I do think Eagles are going to be winning. One. This is going to be a good. Probably this is probably the probably the better of the two games on to, at that night. Probably. Oh, for but sure. I won't be able to see it because it's on ESPN, which sucks. But I might be able to see some part of it or something or other. But I don't. I'm not sure. Tampa. I think with Baker Mayfield playing pretty good. Uh, I mean, I, I know that Philadelphia is probably the rest of the league is what the 92 percent saying they're going to win. Yep. It's going to be a good game. I think I think Philadelphia is going to pull out, but I think it's going to be a tight game. Very tight. Oh, wait, what did I pick? I picked 29-15. Oh, okay, it ain't going to be a little tight, but... <laughs> uh, it's not going to be tight. I put mine as... It's going to uh, be tighter. 14 <laughs> It's going to look tighter than it really, want, than it really will be. They're, they're going to play a good game, but it, overall, I think Eagles are coming out of it. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is playing uh, top of his game now. And with uh, what with Devo, uh, Devontae Smith playing as good as he's playing, hopefully he's just questionable now. But I think it's just he's just a little banged up from the first from the first couple of weeks. But yeah, he should be back. I think that's that'll be great for that team. But it is Tampa and Baker Mayfield is not. They could they could surprise bad. us. They could definitely surprise us. Yeah, I know. So so that's the first Monday night game, which I may or may not be able to see, which I'm not happy with. But we'll go on. Uh, and the final game of Monday and week three is L.A. Rams at Cincinnati. I don't think Bengals are getting this. I think this game, they would hope, they hope beginning of the year, this would be like a, a murky game to watch. It's not. It's not anymore. If Cincinnati, can, if Joe Burrow comes back and he plays up to his potential, I think this could be a good game. Because this is a potential Super Bowl right here. Yeah. I think, isn't it? Oh, wait. Did Cincinnati play them in the Super Bowl two years ago? Yeah, they did. This is this a, is a Super Bowl a, rematch. Yeah, a rematch. This is a, a Super Bowl potentially. Team. Was this Super Bowl fifty? No, not fifty. It was fifty one. I think it was one week before. No, because Super Bowl is always a year older than or a year younger than I am. So this was two years ago. This is when they when the Rams won the last. They yeah, won the last time ago. that they won. Yeah, uh, I I do think Rams are taking this. Bengals are just they're looking sloppy. Yeah, no, it might be Cincinnati with their, you know, Monday night game hyped up. They could, it could be a turn into a good game, but I'm going to Rams too because I think the Rams are just a better team. So we got that taken care of. Uh, those are our picks for uh, week three, and I'm just kind of looking at my, my the podcast team right now. Uh, we are undefeated right now. In the the podcast team, I will say week two was by a singular point, 
247 to 246. Yeah, you squeeze that game. Ah, <laughs> fucking squeeze that <coughs> shit. Uh, but we did come out with the win. Um, and week three is going to be looking tight as well. Uh, right now, we are losing 0 to 45. But I didn't have anyone play the other night. Uh, and I'm also kind of questioning right now if uh, Watson on Green Bay is going to be is going to be playing, yeah. uh, or even Montgomery uh, from Detroit may or may not be playing. Uh, so we're we're gonna kind of look at that to see who I might need to put in, who I might need to bring out, whether I put Jackson in from Indy, uh, Indianapolis. Uh, there's a lot of things to, to keep in mind. But uh, I do think this might give us the first loss of the of the season. Well, I'm looking at last week's now, and I'm seeing every game was like I know the game I was in with with Armadillos, yep. um, Andy's team. Yeah, it came down to that night Monday night game. So we both had players in both, and it was coming down to then. Luckily, my players played that just much that much better. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, it won by 22 points, but it was a close game at one point. Yeah. And so I'm like, look at each one of them. These are within, I mean, probably 20, Liam beat Helen by Liam beat Helen by 40 points, but that's that's the biggest one. All the rest of them are under 30 points. No, that's Helen lost to Liam oh, by like 24 20 points. Yeah. points. You, you won by one. Won a sing, by a singular point. Chip won by uh, 22 points. All of these games were like twenty I won points. Like twenty-two points, yeah. So it was, it was, a, it was, it was close. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm number one standing in both the division and the whole league with number one. And I like to announce that I am number two in the standings. So uh, for someone who knows Jack fucking squat about fantasy football, I think I'm doing pretty good. But here's what I'm excited for. I just realized this. So uh, next week we're going to be doing uh, the podcast live and then uploading it later. Uh, but guess what the week four matchup is? Oh, let's see. Oh, it's you that. versus me. <laughs> let's go. Top seed versus second seed. Uh, so right now I think uh, I think that live is going to be real, real nice. It might be Saturday night uh, or Saturday afternoon, however you want to do it. Um, it's going to be our fin ah! evening meds. Uh, so that's going to be our finale season finale episode, not our series finale, the season finale. Yeah. Cause you need to take a little bit of break of the work and stuff, which is fine. Uh, I, and football season really, yeah, I mean, football season it takes too. Up, predominantly a lot of my life. So. I hate to say it, but it does. So, uh, so here, what what's gonna happen right now is um, <laughs> what a week to do our finale too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so here here's the plan. Uh, right now, I'm gonna start my mentorship through ESL, the the Federal Credit Union Bank up here in Rochester. Uh, and I'll be at a branch. I'm still doing my training and I'm still learning. Um, but one day next week, we're going to be live on Facebook, uh, at live on Facebook, the 
page, the our official podcast page, which we'll figure out. Uh, Shit, my dad says podcast uh, ran by myself and uh, my father. So uh, tune in for that. We'll post more about the exact time and how long we're gonna go uh, closer to the date. It might be a little longer than the hour, hour and a half that we do for our podcast, just because it is the finale. Uh, episode for the season we will be back whether that be after the football season or around super bowl time or playoffs so we can talk that's that to be determined we'll figure it out what's going to work best for everybody with schedules and stuff like that happening we'll have to figure it out with you eventually i'll get a set schedule and we'll be able uh to do these regularly again right and i might do like spotty things here and there if i get a gumption to rant and rave a little bit i might make a do a little quick one for myself just a, Maybe a little bonus episode a little like 15 minute thing where i bitch and scream <laughs> about stuff or something to do by myself because the, the all the equipment's here and i can do it anytime i want to yeah it might be a possibility but i'm looking at the fantasy for week four preliminary i'm winning by two points by two points <laughs> is this the first week that we have buys uh week four have buys I think week five is the first week of buys. Okay, so we don't have to worry about buys uh, during that. No, I don't that. think so. I don't. Good, 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 good. I don't want to worry about bye weeks before <laughs> before facing you. Yeah. Well, the teams are pretty good. I mean, I've been able to switch them around. My running backs have been extremely great, except I lost one last week with Saquon being out. But mm-hmm. he wasn't really wow in the world either but Chris McGaffrey I love this guy I mean the Bills had get a chance to get him and they fucked that up and they didn't get him but the rest as soon of my as I can put good. Kamara back in as soon as he's done being suspended I think next week is going to be uh, the uh, the best time for it because I think that is the week he comes back I think that is the week that he uh, shows off after being suspended and uh, pops off for for New Orleans and start uh, getting New Orleans some wins, getting me some wins. Uh, for uh, I don't really have a decent running back, and I think he'll be the. <clears throat> well, do you? I think I don't know if you know this, but you can actually put him in um, your IR list. I think can't you? Yeah, I can. But there I'm not. Some other people like you got Deion Jackson there. You could probably get rid of him and trade him for somebody else. That's what I was thinking, but uh, I'm not going to mess around with my stuff anymore, at least for right now, until I figure out if Montgomery and Watson are playing. Watson is questionable. Montgomery is doubtful, uh, but he still played last week as doubtful, too. Yeah, well, I saw you picked up, uh, you picked up Herbert, Khalil, Khalil Gilbert, this week, didn't you? Yes, I did. But see, the problem is you got another, you got one, Damien Harris, which is he's a good pick for the Bills, but... He's not. He's not getting as many snaps as he should get, as far as I'm concerned. So I, I'm. I'm looking into the available players to see who I might want to add in, get out. Uh, only time will tell. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You picking up, making sure you started Gerald Everett last week was a smart thing to do. Yes, sir. I know you kind of like were told to do for me, but still, it's. I've also all right. Truth be told, a lot of the people in my class at ESL <laughs> uh, are big into fantasy football, <laughs> so I'm like, hey guys, could you check out my team and see what I might be able to do? Uh, and they think 
our league is crazy, uh, but it's, well, it is because we have the two quarterbacks, and I and it's very quarterback centric. So that's yeah. one of the things. That, and I got probably two of the best quarterbacks. You got one or two of the best. Uh, Allen, Kirk Cousins has been doing great so far. Yeah, but he's only starting in fifty nine percent of the other leagues. Josh yeah. is starting ninety six. I don't fucking matter. Kirk Cousins has been surprising me. He's been he's was most of my points last week. Was he's a good he's a good quarterback? I'm telling you, he can put up some points there. But there, oh, yeah. there's going to be weeks when he's going to fuck you in the ass. You know that. <laughs> oh, I'm very much aware. He's had he's done it before to me before. My my the downside for me right now is that on week five when buys start, I have one, two, three, yeah, three. Yeah, but that's not a big deal because you got let's see who you got. You got wide receiver, running so back, receiver, tight, tight end. end. Yeah, wide receiver, running back, tight end. Yeah, that's easy. Cause you've got, I'm you've hoping Kamara's going to be back, so I'll be able to put him in on week five. I might just take out my running... Wait, who do I have my running back right now? Well, see, that, that's the of beauty of it. you got the running backs. We also have our RT, our, our WRT section, mm-hmm. too. Where you can put a tight end or a wide receiver or a running back in there, so you got a lot of play room with it. I got some playable stuff. And there's you don't know who's coming up going to be released too. There's going to be some people out there cuz I know people I know some people like like I know Liam and Andy and I we were probably the biggest uh not traders, but we were the biggest uh shifting of teams a lot. We pick up different players and drop players and here and there and stuff like that. So there's yeah. there's potential for that too. You never know who you're going to be able to pick up. Exactly. But Especially I, when the buys come. I, I think when uh, we'll uh, we'll keep it updated. I think I can, I'll post more on the Facebook page weekly about the the fantasy football team and the pick'em uh, to kind of be a little bit more involved with whatever community we do have. I will also say, since starting ESL, I finally started streaming again. Oh yeah, I caught, caught you caught it a couple days. Ago. Yeah, I caught my stream a couple Toontown. days ago. Um, I I've been streaming some Toontown on Twitch, uh, so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, Liv has helped me get my birthday kick today, my drop today. Um, I got my lore finally, and that's my final gag training stuff. So I'm gonna be in Donald's Dreamland, uh, and she helped me get my. Uh, not my final squirt, but there's the like the thunderstorm gag. Right, right, right. Uh, she helped me get that the other night as well. So big shout out to uh, to Olivia, my fiance. She's uh, one of my biggest supporters, and I love her very much. And I do hope uh, she helps in a little bit. You might guys, you guys actually might hear her start of the second season. Uh, she might come in for an episode or two. Depending well, on if gonna, you want to bring in gonna, the wives. We're going to be doing some stuff different. It's not going to be completely different, but we're going to try to mix it up a little bit for the next season and try to make it a little, a little more entertaining, a little more <laughs> professional. I mean, I've got I've got friends that I have podcasts, like my friend Chris um, Chris Zapp. Zappa. He's, uh, his podcast is great, by the way, Zappagram. If you like anything about doing music, he's very informative. He's very on the touch of things. He actually... Hooked me up with a, a, a music artist called Danielle Ponder, who actually is from Rochester, New York. Oh, wow. And she used to be a public defender here. And I just grabbed the album the other day and started listening to it. If you like R&B, good R&B, this woman is, she kicks ass. So 
if you want to give it a listen, I would suggest you do it. I mean, just by going by his suggestion, which I respect, of course, very much because I think his his taste in music is very eclectic, which I like. Look at you making and friends just, on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I first met Chris on um, on Substack, which is a whole other thing. Is a subject of something I might want to talk about later on because I'm thinking about starting my own Substack too. But it's basically uh, Facebook for people that are a little more intelligent and there ain't so many algorithms giving you bullshit all the time. <laughs> and it's something that I, because I listened to like Heather Cox Richardson and um, Ted Goya and mm-hmm. and a couple other, you know, Dan Rather's on it for some reason. I don't like him. I don't know why. But there's there's a bunch of different little Substacks that there, you can find anything you like on there and then you can read what they have to say about it. Michael Moore's on it, which I find his stuff to be very um, inspirational for when it comes to a lot of around politics and stuff like that too. So it's it's something that's it's it's one of my new things that I like to at three o'clock in the morning when I'm taking meds meds to uh, read some sub stacks and then you know make my comments and go to bed. So go back to sleep. But it's it's something that I think that we're gonna maybe we might start a sub stack of just this podcast too so we're gonna that might be that's another of the possibilities of stuff but there's a lot of things in the works for us personally and then the podcast together uh just, so i think the facebook page is going to be the best idea to have uh, a central location a right? central location you'll get to see the Substack stuff we'll, uh my dad will probably post the Substack stuff there uh you'll see uh, the fantasy football stuff that I'll be posting, keeping track of the fantasy football teams and the pickums uh, for the podcast page. I uh, will take any questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, but overall, season finale next week. Uh, more coming soon. Uh, it's going to be a live podcast with video. You get to see our faces. God help you. <laughs> You have to actually see if we're, uh, if... You're going to shave? <laughs> yeah, I'm shaving tonight, actually. <laughs> uh, I got to get stuff for my mentorship ready. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you'll get to see us uh, discuss uh, something. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. We'll take questions from you guys. We'll take suggestions from you guys. We're going to be more interactive, I think. If we, and we're trying to, like, like I said, make it more professional, more... And not, not for any other reason, just to... Give us some, you know, kind of some challenges to make it that way. Yeah. Not just because we're thinking, oh, I'm gonna, we're going to make money off this something. Because I get, no. there's no way in hell we're making money off of this shit. I can guarantee it. <laughs> but that, that's not the point. The point is... Use code would... shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spell with an apostrophe right now. Or uh, asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Well, there is one other thing that I really would like to talk about. I think on um, Friday, yesterday morning, yesterday, they... Did a re-release of Susan Tedeschi's um, her breakthrough album "Just Won't Burn." They had it was a, a 25th anniversary re-release of that album. Oh wow! And I'm waiting for mine right now in the mail. And wait till it gets here. I better get here pretty soon because I'm I'm itching for it. But it's got like five new songs, kind of new. That there's a couple songs she did with um, the, the Tedeschi Trucks band that are mm-hmm. live that she redid. There's a couple songs that she did that were supposed to be on the, her follow-up that she never f- did with, with them people that Derek, her husband, has produced and got it 
put into this package and a couple there's a couple of little live stuff that she did back then too and it's anybody that really likes Susan Tedeschi or likes blues in general will really love hearing this song this album holds up good this is this album even 25 years old it holds up on its own you could put it pop it in now and it still sounds like it did back then she was nominated for a Grammy Award for this for best new artist she didn't win it of course but she was hey, nominated. Nomination is a nomination. And that's something that's really good. And this is, uh, I mean, the accomplishments of this woman are, in itself are, are incredible. I mean, she started where she did and took blues to a whole new level. And I think as she's gotten older, she's gotten better. Not just because she's working with the band, but then just her... She learned. She's been learning a lot Well, that more. too, but her her voice is mature too. And it's, it's, and it's, it's more of a bluesy kind of thing i mean we're talking at a james area around that stuff she can get into that in that thing and i mean we saw her this summer out at c-mac the first song she started they came out with was a, a joe cocker song i think it was called this woman or something like that and it was just her doing that bluesy yelling and singing it was like mm-hmm. fuck me running that was a good song and i just see that i'm so glad that her and Derek got together Figuratively, and for sure, they got to put the band <laughs> together because the Tedeschi Trucks band it is my, my favorite band. It probably is going to be my favorite band of all time. But from there, I've learned, I've been exposed to a lot of other music that I don't think I would have been exposed to, like like uh, Ziggy Marley in the first place. Now, I knew Ziggy Marley from you know, Ziggy and the Marley Makers back in you know, like the 90s and stuff like that. He was okay. It wasn't something that was blowing me away. But hearing him sing by himself and doing his own music, it was pretty good. And seeing him live helped. Mm-hmm. But then just listening to some of the albums and stuff, man, he's got an album with just kids' music on it, which is so cool. It's like he's here's this guy who's like, okay, he's a big Rastaman, you know? He's, 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 he's <laughs> And then he's got a song about kids' songs for kids. And it's like it's for he wrote it with... His kids, his kids are on it, singing with him and stuff. He's like, and it would be like something you would think that Bob Marley would do too, if Bob Marley, if was yeah, if he lived that long to do one, he probably could, would have done do something with, like this. With Ziggy, yeah, he would have done it with him, his grandkids, you know. And yeah, it would, it would have been cool, you know. And but I'm just like, there's other bands like um, uh, Lake Street Dive is one another one, the band that I'm really, I'm really impressed with. The lead singer there, the 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 chick lead singer, she's got an incredible voice and it's just. Some of their older stuff is cool, kind of, because it's got some trumpet in it, which you never expect trumpet being a good, no, good jazz music, but in a good rock music, but it's it, unique. It's unique. And then I've um, been listening to JJ Gray and Mofro, which is another kind of bluesy. He's a guy from uh, I think Atlanta, I think he is, and he's been doing some some different kinds of things. But I've been exposed to a lot of different things like um, Joy Okadan, Oak, Odokan. I can't remember, but she's just a song with um, with um, Chris Stapleton called "Sweet Symphony," which is a very beautiful, it's a beautiful song. I love it very much. But then, just the exposure of the, all the different music that I've listened to from some of them, from like Ray Montagnier or uh, Montang, to uh, a bunch of different songs. I mean, I even even got me hooked back up, got me back listening to Government Mule again too. Oh dear God! Which I haven't listened to Government Mule in a long time, and I'm like, shit, I forgot how good they were. <laughs> well, the other morning, I because I usually have my Google tells me wakes me up in the morning, I tell good morning, and then it tells me the forecast and how what things going for the day and what I got going on, and then it plays Tedeschi Trucks band music from Pandora. When 
And I don't know if you anybody's got Pandora, you know that Pandora plays like the bands thing, but then they play stuff that's like adjacent, like adjacent, adjacent music to, to yeah. And they started playing this version of Soul Shine from Government Mule, and I'm like, God damn, I haven't heard that song. I haven't heard that version of it in a long time, and I love that song because Soul Shine is the is the song that I did that it was in my mind before I went and had my heart surgery. And that's why it's kind of all kind relevant of connected. now. Yeah. It was just weird because it came up on that thing now. And I was like, that's when I was thinking about it. I was like, this was my song that I had in my head for when I when I went to do I went into heart surgery. I played that song. Sure, it was in my yeah. head. It was in my head. It's like and just if you really listen, if you read the words and listen to it very it's very means very much so. It's not it's not meaning about sun shining and soul shining. It means people's souls are what what drives people. I think that's the driving force behind the song. I mean, you know, Warren Haynes sings it on him. He wrote it also, but he wrote it and then gave it to Greg Allman, who did it, who has the, the more famous version of Soul Shine. But his government mule version of it is it's soulful and everything. It's like he's in there singing, the other guy's in there singing. There's a lot of there's a lot of like like kind of really bluesy piano in it. It's really a freaking good song. And, and just being able to hear that again is really, it's kind of interesting. Because it's like something that, I don't know, it, it's just weird how it does. Because when I had my gastric bypass, mm -hmm. the song that I was listening to was Zach Brown Band's, uh, the song with Jimmy Buffett, who just passed away recently, which was a really great song. You know, it's uh. like, I can't remember what the name is off the top of my head, but if I heard it, I'd jump right on it. But that song too is like. It's not knee deep. Huh? Is it knee deep? No. Yeah, yeah. It is knee deep. It's knee deep. Yeah, that's right. That song was the song that I had before I went to do my gastric bypass surgery. So it's like every time I hear that, it reminds me of that day when it happened, when I was going to do that and stuff. So it, it's like for me, this just shows, shows that music is a very integral part of my life. And because it's been so integral in your life, it's been very influential in ours as well. Hearing Tedeschi trucks in the car uh, <laughs> whenever we go anywhere with you. Oh, you guys know Bound for Glory. I mean, it comes on. Oh, you for guys are in the back. Sure. You guys are in the back singing. I'm like, I was just funny because both of you guys, when you were younger, when you were going to school, I'd have it on. You guys, this, all right, your, your sister would be in the back seat. Thinking no one's seen her, she's <laughs> singing along, and then you look in the mirror, you see her. She's like, "All right, don't look is, at me," you know. Remind me, is Tedeschi trucks? Uh, does Tedeschi, Tedeschi trucks sing? You make loving you easy. You no, make no. loving that's, you all I no. wanna do. That's Seth Brown. Is that oh, oh that's, that's right. One, but but that's Tedeschi trucks could do that so well too. I bet they could. Oh my too. god! I mean, that would to me would be a great concert. See them and Tedeschi trucks together and sing. To, uh, it was like that would be I couldn't that would be too long of a concert I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't sit through that whole concert it'd be so much it was like, Zach yeah. Brown is uh, one of my comfort it's like bucket list like I oh, need yeah. to see Zach Brown before I, I pass think away out of all the out of all the ones the people that I would like to have seen I mean I've seen everybody I've seen Eric Clapton I've seen BB King I've seen Steve Ray Vaughan twice Ooh. and seen Steve Ray Vaughan high and seen him sober. sober he was great both times but the second time he was incredible he was it was like kind of he was like glowing it was so cool but just seeing them that seeing those these people i've seen my heroes okay i've seen mm -hmm. you know i've seen brad paisley which i like i saw darius rucker which i really like i got to see darius Rucker. did you and i see darius no no mom and i got saw darius rucker with uh we went to see well, brad paisley it was the same concert. Yeah. mom and i went that one year and saw that but that was like but no but darius rucker is a very 
just his hootie, hootie stuff, hootie. but then also his his own stuff is like. I mean, it's like Hootie brings it back to the time when that time back in the '90s when it was out. It was like, I I remember being at Costco and uh, having like a Hootie and the Blowfish song or a Dire Strucker song uh, on one of the radios, and I'm talking to one of the older members, and I'm like singing along to Hootie or Darius, and uh, they're like, "You you're too young to know that." I'm like, "No no 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 no, my father." Uh, and did you know that Darius is Hootie? And they always are like, oh, what? Darius Rucker is Hootie? Well, I, I love it. Uh, people always say that. He wasn't Hootie. He, he was in Hootie and the Bullfish. He like, was Hootie. Everybody calls him Hootie, but he was not Hootie. That's, I think it's a little racist on your part. No! <laughs> no, I know. People always thought that he was that he was Hootie of the Hootie and the Blowfish, but... But they were... And it's, I think that's pretty great that he still... He put off his... His own pride, you know, his own solo kind of stuff to go do their 20th anniversary yeah. concerts and stuff. And they're still, they, their last album they did was really good too. I really like that too. It's like, I mean, I've seen Green Day in concert. Yeah, I've seen, uh, which was surreal. I got to see Darius Rucker in concert. I'm not a big concert guy. But like well, the main, like Darius Rucker, I had to see in concert. I love Darius Rucker because of you. Uh, and he's been so influential. Like his songs have been influential in my life. There well, are some like songs. Wagon Wheel is like, come on, that's the quintessential song. Yeah, but it's not even his song. It's no, a... it's not. It's an old Crow and Medicine show. <laughs> exactly. Song, which I he... think is not even their song either. I think it's no, a Bob it's some... Dylan. Yeah, it's a Bob Dylan song. So, <laughs> so Wagon Wheel really got me into Darius, and then with Darius, I got into Hootie, uh, and then. Hoping to see Zach Brown at some point because their songs have been so influential in my life. Uh, and there are certain songs where, like, uh, Colder Weather I, I mm. reminds me a lot of when I lost some of my uh, online friends yeah. to, to, to suicide. And that was one of uh, the songs that we... Well, just a lot of stuff like Remedy and uh, yeah. um, Heavy is the... The hair, oh, Harry's the Crown. That's another good song. Mm -hmm. Plus, some of his, uh, like his Sweet Annie is another song that I really like. I, marches. I also love how song. he just like you don't like my music. Okay, that's your don't problem. listen to it. It's yeah, not my problem. And, and that's the thing is you can't you can't like pigeonhole that music as oh that's just country music because it's not. No, Zach Brown is country. No, he can no, be whatever the hell he wants to be. And he is, and that's what that's the beauty of the band that he has. That he can do that. I think that's one of the things, like with Tedeschi Trucks, it's just not Susan Tedeschi singing. No, it's got no. you got the lead singer, well Derek's lead singer from him, Derek, Derek, uh, the Derek uh, Trucks band. Mm -hmm. He's the one of the singers in the thing, and he has like one in concert. I mean, they they highlight everybody. I mean, even in like they've got a, the, a new member, the new member Gabe Dixon, who's the, the piano player for Tedeschi Trucks. He's a solo artist in his own right. And he joined them because he was, They're all it was a great thing. They are all individual artists with their their own talent that they bring together to make something beautiful. And that's what the beauty and that's the beauty of Tedeschi Trucks too. They all bring music into the thing and they all work it together. I mean, I mean, if there's a song that he wants to sing on, they sing it. They yeah. you sing it, you know. And it's I think that's what makes that so great. There's no oh just because it's our name on the band because we couldn't think of a better name. It's just this is the name. Well, we just this is the name, and but we have people come in, and, and it's changed over over time. Oh yeah, the different stuff. You know, I know with Kofi Burbridge passing away, which was really a hard thing for for the band. 
you know, I mean, his brother's still in the band and stuff like that. But it's still, it's it's like people come in and out and they got different, the different backup singers are all great singers in their own right. The different yeah. players are all in their own right. I mean, I mean Derek Trucks, I mean, he, hell, he, he uh, was it, he played guitar for Eric Clapton. He went on, him and, um, what's his name, went on, they were Eric Clapton's guitar players on, on his tour a bunch of years ago. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I can't remember that guy's name now, too. Shit. That's going to kill him because he is such, his father is a big, was a big Steve Ray Vaughan uh, collaborator, too. I, I mean, but still, like, it just shows that it's, when there's a band, it's not just one person. It's, it's uh, like, who, like we were talking earlier, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Everyone sees Darius as Hootie. I don't know. For me personally, I don't know anyone else in the band other than Darius Rucker. Right. And but when it comes to Tedeschi Trucks, you have Susan Tedeschi, you have uh Derek Trucks, uh, you have uh Dave Dixon. Exactly. They all are talented in their own right. They've had their solo careers and they're coming together to be able to create some of the best music that they've ever made. Yeah, and and like I said, the the album they put out this summer called the I Am the Moon. It's a, like a it's a four disc set, but it's like six albums, it's like four albums of like six or seven songs they put out over every month during the summer, and it's a wide range of stuff. And it's a very, it's a very interesting album because they basically the story of Layla. I don't know if anybody knows the story of Layla from original back in the Persian days, but they took the the, the story of Layla and flipped it where it wasn't a story about the guy who was in love with Leia, Layla. It was Layla's point of view for a lot of the stuff. And that's how they wrote the album. That's so cool. Well, because it was what happened is during pan, pan, uh, the pandemic, they they couldn't tour or anything. They couldn't do anything. So what they did is the band all got together. Why don't we read the poem, the poem Layla and all the stuff that comes with it? Let's all read it and we'll talk about it on, between ourselves. And then what they did is it sparked inspiration in every single one of them to come up with different kinds of approaches for songs. Yeah. And then they got the idea. Well, let's okay. We know what it's from. The other guys, the the guy that's in love with Layla. What about what does Layla think of it? And then that's and it's just woo. and they they could have put out like a Rowan regular album and stuff like that. But be there's a lot. You know, we got yeah. so much good music. Why don't we put it all out and do it and and do a different thing, do it a different way. There's even a uh, you can check it out on YouTube if you look it up. There's if you look up. Um, so I see trucks. I am the moon on YouTube. And they have like a whole. They have a, a movie for every album. That's Every oh song yeah, is like you a told movie. me about that. And it's it's really it's really interesting. I mean, a lot of it's it's the same director. Some of it's derivative of each other, but you see a lot of the band. You see a lot of uh, like kind of different aspects of yeah. what people think the music could be like. And it was really interesting too to be able to see that, but then hear that. I mean, because a lot of times I heard before I got the album each one. I was watching the video first. I saw the video with the music in it before I actually got the album. Because of shipping and yeah. weird shit like it, that, it, but it's it's something that I think was a good concept. Then, and they're actually stated that if we didn't do this, we probably wouldn't have stayed a band because it, it kind of re-inspired us to write music, do things differently than what yeah. we would, and, and then how they did it, and not the status quo. No, and that's that's a good thing about it. now. Now I'm I'm done with my Susan <laughs> push stuff, and I know. Chris Chris Zapp is here and he's probably saying, "Damn, he's like, shut up about her for Christ's sake." Because I've had to remind him a couple <laughs> times that she, 
got a reissue coming out, and I'm like, okay, whatever. But well, yeah. shout out to uh, one Tedeschi Trucks if you're listening. Hi, yeah. could we get some tickets? Yeah, right. Uh, but to Zappa with his uh, what's his. Zappogram. Zappogram. I want to say Zappacast. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, Chris Zappa with uh, Zappogram. Shout yeah. out to you. Shout yeah. out to Dustin and um, Dustin and Ugly Spud podcast. podcast. The Ugly Spud uh, Spudcast. Spudcast. There we go. Uh, shout out to them. Hopefully, you'll see or hear from them uh, season two. Uh, we'll see if we can maybe get them in or just record. have a little. Maybe get a comment from them on something. Just. Yeah, because I've already basically Chris has said he's actually listened to it, and he said we have a good rap rapport between each other. So I think that's <laughs> wait, pretty... wait. You mean you talking the entire time and me being like, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's not. That, that's fair. Like, that's fair. You're still yeah. your mother's son. <laughs> but yeah, it's that kind of thing. So it's it's kind of nice to, you know, we've got like people that we know out there that are doing kind of the same thing, and they're kind of like. The way they do it is kind of like, oh, I strive to be a little more professional, like they do, kind of thing. No, you know? f- fuck that. We're, 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 <laughs> I do. I, <laughs> I, I strive to be a little more professional nowadays. Mainly because I'm not a very happy person about how my voice is on sounds on this stuff. Neither am I. At this point, from streaming on YouTube, streaming on Twitch, doing this, doing my own podcast stuff, I eventually, I just don't like myself. I don't like hearing myself sing. That is my biggest cringe moment, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, I cannot hear myself sing, but talking, I could not give a single fuck up. Okay, well, I'm out. Like I said, I've I've grown out of that. I've just, like, I've just learned to accept the way it is and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll say this, you know, for something that I didn't expect to last more than a couple, two or three episodes, doing 21, 22 episodes, I am very impressed that we've come up with stuff to say over this time. Oh, yeah. But then just how... How much I've looked forward to doing it because it's very, it's something that we I think you and I have been able to bond a little bit more together after being you know you moved out and stuff like that and it's felt like we were kind of you know separated over time. Yeah, I mean with me and working a bunch and moving out of the house and living my own life and doing that, I never really got a chance to actually uh, like be here and spend time with you guys like Lizzie does every week. Lizzie comes over and does laundry. And that's how you guys get to catch up with her and see her. Uh, before this, I only saw you while if and like family, family events, functions and everyone and then while. work. I mean, if you guys are coming <laughs> to visit me at work, yeah. Uh, this is as honestly really. I, I I love it. I think we've been what almost half a year. We've no, been doing 20, this. It's gonna be our next week will be twenty two. Twenty two. So it's let's say about half a year we've been doing it. Yeah, and which is. A lot longer than you thought you'd ever do. A lot longer than I've ever done for a podcast. Yeah, so I think I think season two will be will be it'll be very fun. It'll be interesting, and we see how we can how we evolve as a as a team. So yeah, definitely. Um, I'm gonna uh, shamefully <laughs> shout out. Uh, please, if you want to see me on video and making a fucking fool of myself. Uh, go follow me on twitch.tv slash uh, forward slash Ventus Scar. That's V-E-N-T-U-S underscore C-S-C-A-R. Uh, I play games on Twitch. Uh, I'm just getting back into it. I've gotten nothing but love since coming back. I've streamed three times. And I think I have not gone under 10, 
10 viewers at one time, which is awesome to think. I, I thought I'd come back and it's... Oh, nobody. Right? Yeah, two, three people <laughs> at, at the most. But no, I've got a lot of love coming back. Uh, and I'd love to grow my community more. So uh, I do stream on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Ventuscar, if you guys want to come check me out personally. Uh, so there's my little shameful plug. <laughs> Shameless plug, man. No, I, uh, shameful. I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, so again, shout out to uh, the Ugly Spudcast. Shout out to Zappagram. Uh, and is there anything that else that you want to? No, just I want to thank uh, the family and my wife for making this happen, making it possible for us to do it, pushing me to saying get off my ass and do it instead of talking about it, just do it. And you know, and of course, special shout out to Mike, Uncle Mike, you know, yep. Mike Scrivens and. Your Aunt Jenny and Nathan and everyone else in the family, the prayers are with you and we're, things are looking up. Exactly. And we're all there for you guys. Uh, and I guess without further ado, my name is Alex signing off. I am Warren signing off. Have a wonderful night. Adios. <laughs>